two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right. All right. The podcast, fellas. A brand new baby podcast. Yes. How old is a podcast when it first comes out? I guess same same time frame as, as people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Silent. a podcast doesn't age differently. You're, you're six seconds old. You're five years old. No different. Yeah, do we ever need to do a different timekeeping thing for different activities? Oh, well, this regular 24-hour time doesn't work for this activity. Babies in Korea come out a one-year-old. That's what they go with. Oh, okay. Different so clock for that first year. They just hit you. I mean, they're they're not half wrong. Uh, they're not half right. They're not <laughs> half, uh, you know, <laughs> if I do say so myself, it's nine months in there. So it's they're, they're closer to right than we are. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. So what do you meet in the middle? Go with six months when you're first born and then just do half birthdays from there? Right, yeah. You could do it that way, yeah. <laughs> I th- I find the Korean way was like when I was living there, it was a little annoying because then everybody just kept clarifying which age you were talking about. So I think everyone else has agreed to not do it that way. So <laughs> I think for simplicity, we would just keep doing it the way we're doing it. But uh, because, yeah, it was just like, yeah, how old are you? I'm uh, 26. Okay, Korean age or regular age? Like, right. Uh, it's it's oh. only one year difference. Why does it even matter? But yes, that uh, it it adds another whole other four sentences you have to say each time you have a conversation. Um, and I think we're trying to cut back on conversations had, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> Certainly, uh, yeah. Conversations about misunderstandings about important things like age. I think we'd all like to minimize those. Right? Yeah, because I think it becomes a topic that's less and less enjoyable to talk about anyway. So to then add, <laughs> add you know, extra sentences to it. And uh, yeah, welcome to Tom Bernath is, is that other voice you hear there. Welcome, man. Hi there. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yes, indeed. I, yeah. Um, oh, hit me, please. Did uh, well, you I kind of I'm still stuck on, on this. Uh, when to start Howell's a podcast? Because it, yeah. it could be. If you were the creator of the podcast, that you might say, you know, whenever you had the idea or when you started working on it. So, oh, there you go. You would have a lot of time in, in front there. And by the same token, you know, we could do it like that from how old is the baby uh, from when you started thinking about having one. Oh, <laughs> I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, a ba- newborn is 16 years old. You know, I've been in love with this girl for 16 years. We've been talking about having this baby. They can't just pop yep. out and say, I'm one. You're you're an old man, sir. It's, it's like somebody asks you, the parent, what have you been working on? You know, and <laughs> this project could have been in the works long before we saw actual, you know, person. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Any book, anytime somebody writes a book, you know, they've been working <laughs> on that book for 24 years. As yeah. far as, I, I don't think they wrote word one until the past six months, but they've been working on the book for 24 years. Yeah, yeah. How old's that book? Yeah. Oh, that is a great question. 
And yeah, I think each podcast should just be explaining when they first started having these ideas. You mm -hmm. know, so it's like this podcast, even though it just came out on uh, Tuesday, October 10th, uh, 2021, this is podcast is actually six years old and you just go into why. And that's that's a whole podcast. This is episode one. But matter of fact, we were <laughs> the first podcast. We were the originals, you know, uh, going by when I started thinking about doing, you know, uh, something. I didn't call it a podcast, but uh, I've had the idea to do something for 30 plus years now. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah, an expert. I'm the inventor of podcasting. Yeah. I I you had one say. of those uh, record toy recorders that you could turn your thumb a little bit and it would rewind. I invented yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but then does it, then do you have to give credit to the guy who invented that machine? It's a big down the ladder situation. Yeah. yeah and then whoever, come. who, who are that, who's that guy's parents? <laughs> <laughs> you at least have to, and how long were they thinking about having him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you at least have to go ask that guy and you can ask him without any, con you don't have to give him the context. You just say like, Hey. <laughs> What were you thinking about when you made that machine? <laughs> just tell me what you were thinking about. Just answer the question. And if he doesn't say... Importantly, the date. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Depending on what he says, then you need to find out the date. If he says, I was thinking like maybe a couple people get a stand around and record into it, maybe put it out and people listen to it. Yeah, right, shit. Okay, what was the date? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was society ever just taking people's word for it like that? Hey, did you kill this guy? No. Okay, he's out. <laughs> well, I think so. I think you can kind of say you went to college almost wherever you want to say, and you might get away with it, you know, like on a job application or resume. Oh, yes. I think that's only new that they're they're noticing. Yeah, well, I think like all these that, people just a... were like, I went to Harvard. And they're like, oh, cool, nice. And then nobody ever checked. <laughs> and then Harvard actually just ended up writing them in. They're like, oh, I guess they went here. We had terrible books back then. <laughs> just mail mail them a diploma. Like, I, yeah, jeez, our mistake. Sorry. Oh, this is, yeah. Uh, is anybody doing yeah. good diploma knockoffs? I'll get you a I'll get you a Duke University diploma, mint condition. Huh. I think you can just print that right off the internet if you want to. I don't think you even have to find a guy to do that one for you. You can print like it right with the frame one. and everything. Yep. Yeah. You got to buy that kind of uh, printer, I think. But that that's the easy part. Oh, yes. Printers. I mean, I guess this is probably a 3D printer, but a printer that prints out the frame with the picture. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Say it's a step. Yeah. Uh, in between products. We're like, obviously, this isn't the one. But can you guys please all purchase it and support our good ideas for a while while we come up with the next one? <laughs> <laughs> you know we weren't able to think of any good commercials but you know please buy mcdonald's food if you can that being its own commercial i think would be a good campaign yeah i love that you know it's just to tide us over until we do think of a good idea is, right is very <laughs> but support us you know hey buy the shitty you know uh other phone we made it's just a regular wall phone that you can walk around with oh actually I bet that's coming back. The like banana phone, um, what bananas are making fun of, those real phones are going to come back and you're going to have like an iPhone thing on the handle. 
Huh. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know, have, the f- yeah, yeah, please. Uh, I just, I've always thought it would be a cool iPhone holder or case to have it be like the old classic AT&T, you know, banana phone, just, yes. you know, with the, with the iPhone glued on the front so that you're still right. holding the you phone, know. you know, the, the way, the way you like to. Right. And it, it has still has a cord on it. Like it's a payphone, but and you actually have to like <laughs> stand there stuck to the payphone. <laughs> yeah. No, of course not. But um That's a great product idea. Does it I mean if that must exist though too, right? A uh banana now that I know what you're talking about, a banana phone uh iPhone case? Yeah, yeah. that exists. Must must exist. Yeah. Great idea though. Wow. It's I mean, all been done woo hoo hoo for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a at least a four hundred and fifty thousand dollars side business idea, though, right there. Right, that you had it. I mean, how long have you been thinking about that idea? <laughs> oh, and then we can maybe we'll reach out to the guy who did it and see, ask for some of that money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, it was oh, about man. when I started thinking about having kids, so it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we're in good shape then. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, man. What was your uh, first instrument, Tom? My first instrument was the trumpet. I was uh, in Fairfax County Public Schools, and they asked me if I wanted to play an instrument, and I did. And I said, maybe the flute, maybe the trumpet. And the band director said, do you really want to play the flute? And I said, "Uh, huh? And he said, because guys who play the flute get made fun of. And so oh, if you uh, if you want to do it, that's cool. But if you're just like, hey, whatever, you get picked on if you play the flute. And I became a trumpet player. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, the flute is, uh, I guess the way you have to put your lip is just associated with uh, a woman's lip, maybe. That kind of like pucker job, huh? Could be. I, I don't know. Maybe because it's in a, a very dainty case. <laughs> you know, so you're yes. it's kind of dainty I, it has a dainty sound to it it's, it's a, a delicate sounding instrument um, delicate and dainty as a dragonfly's wing as now that we're saying it mm. you mm. know and i think at a certain point uh maybe do you dress up the guy as a woman for the flute <laughs> if he's really good at flute maybe just to like avoid being picked on yeah, help him fit into the section. Uh, yeah. 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 But that this was post Jethro Tull, right? So I feel like, it, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was, uh, maybe this was all happening while Jethro Tull. Is this pre, uh, post, or during Jethro Tull? I'd say that this is during Jethro Tull, who I think yeah. kept making okay. records into the 90s. And yeah, I was okay, in grade yeah. school in the 80s. So, I see. Yeah, certainly so, it's at least some information that this person should have been factoring in which maybe they were yeah well but the thing is in a way i got out while the getting was good because what about uh anchorman and the jazz flute solo that everybody references kind of oh yeah i hear that a lot when flute comes up particularly jazz flute it's like a joke right that anyone would ever try to improvise a solo on a flute ha 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So trumpet it was. Yeah. 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 I still, I probably 
almost every day uh mouth trumpet your trumpet solo that you improvised to uh the song sweet pea to my kids i i play that song and i i just mouth trumpet your exact uh solo to it literally every day to my kids so it's good uh good performance by you nice uh, I'm I'm sorry. This is not ringing any bells for me. It, it, I, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> what, is that really? I I played a trumpet solo. We've played music together. I don't I, before <laughs> just a couple times, but uh, and one of the times we played uh, a song called "Sweet Pea" by uh, Amos Lee. I want to say. Oh, okay. And uh, and you played a trumpet solo to it, which I just remember the trumpet solo that you played and. Uh, and and then now I I play that uh, for my kids. That uh, that I'm really amazed and touched and humbled. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh, it's man. a good one. It's wild. Good jam. I should check trumpets, it out. Trumpets. I feel like coming back. I feel like you you throw trumpets in bands where trumpets weren't hanging before. Like you see a trumpet in like a bar cover band once in a while now. Not I mean not in a few years, but. Yeah, I always figured that was like their friend who didn't learn how to play a rock instrument. And they just, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have them they in just, the band. Right. What'd you move on to after uh, the Trump man? Well, I didn't uh, I didn't move on. I kept playing it, uh, but uh, I started playing electric bass. Uh, okay. Yeah. My, my brother convinced me that uh, since he was going to play guitar, we needed a bassist. And uh, I bought it. A bassist I became. Yeah, I was going to ask about a bassist that I, I don't know anything about. I just know that he's famous. And uh, on the last podcast, we talked about a guy uh, who maybe you're familiar with by the name of Oscar Pistorius. This guy, uh, not this guy, a bit of a jerk. You know, he turned out to be a bit <laughs> of a jerk. Uh, you know, the guy with the, the legs, the blades for legs. Are you familiar with this guy, Tommy? No, man. Uh, Oscar Pistorius. Uh, you know, first not a bassist. Uh, not a not bassist. A bassist. Uh, but there was a guy named Jocko Pistorius. Yeah. Are you familiar with? Yeah, him and Oscar Pettiford. You know, so it could have really been either of those guys, but. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but t- together, yeah. But I, but I feel like Jocko uh, Pistorius has some type of weird story that, and you just seem to know all sorts of great history about weirdos is there any uh do you have anything on him well sure i mean jocko people are fanatical so uh, you know uh that's something to be known uh, legions of very devoted fans but uh he's an interesting guy you know he uh started playing really young he was an athlete in school who uh broke his arm playing football and that's when he picked up the bass uh and what his rise to fame, he was, he was a, he was a fun guy, a charismatic guy. Uh, and he had this girlfriend and I think she gets the credit for kind of getting him discovered. Uh, she was going around telling people that her boyfriend was the best bass player in the world. And, uh, people were kind of not buying it. And she would say, no, really, he's, he is the greatest electric bass player in the world. And, uh, yeah, then he would play for them and they would be jaws agape. Wow. So he's, he was actually really good. Yeah. He was a big innovator, fretless bass. Um, 
he uh, he had one of those acoustic brand amps, which were kind of the loudest thing going at the time. And uh, he had a, a Fender jazz bass. And to play fretless, he removed the frets himself. And according to legend, uh, finished the neck of his bass with uh, boat epoxy to make it hard uh, mm-hmm. and to fill in the gaps. Uh, so, but so, but I'm trying to say musical innovator. Uh, and he 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 wound up his first solo album. Uh, he got a lot of um, kudos for his arranging chops. Uh, just a really unique voice, old Jocko. All with uh, all with no legs. With no legs, yeah. With blades for blades legs. For legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess not as much of a hindrance to to bass players, so it's not maybe not as impressive of a feat. <laughs> well, he, he used yeah. to do a little dance. He would put. Um, baby powder on the stage in front of his amp so he could slide back and forth and do kind of dance moves while he was playing bass (laughs) with the blades yeah yeah Yeah. it was dangerous (laughs) (laughs) and i the only other fact that i knew about jocko was i think he got like karate chopped on sadly to death or like but the law he like a, a person killed him, right? In a, in it was a bouncer, uh, a bar. Yeah, he yeah. was being thrown out of a club. Uh, his story is a tragic one, and well, yeah, he he hit the pavement, he bounced his head, and and he died from injuries oh, uh, from damn. that. But he was okay. already on, you know, he was in a, a bad way, and yeah, I'm not saying that it's ever right to throw somebody out on the street and uh, make them you know, bounce their head on the pavement and die. But I, I have no problem believing that Jocko might've been behaving in a way where one could expect to be asked to leave an establishment. Okay. He had the baby powder out sliding around with the legs and everything. And well, those were the glory days. (laughs) (laughs) It it didn't stay that baby powder fresh. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a half bad performance idea. Like some kind of, like tap dancing modern day equivalent, like powder on the stage, blades for legs, sliding around kind of nicely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, think, think of the money you'd save on ice skates if your legs were blades. You're just, <laughs> you're already good for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you doing charging me the full 20 bucks? I, I brought my own yeah, blade. Yeah. Uh, at the bowling alley, yeah. it's a bigger, bigger problem. Because I, I think <laughs> shoes are going to be a fashion problem for blades with legs as well as a, a you know, durability issue. It, it, you know, you, you'd be kind of right. sharp, I think, it, with your full weight on it. You'd cut through the sole eventually, sooner than later. For sure. Or, and the yeah, powder it's... on that bowling alley is going to be really extra slippery. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh, I'm worried about yeah. from the, the bowling, the, from the alley's perspective, like, you know, don't pock up my floor your right. blade legs I, now right. i guess we get into a thing about uh, is having blades for legs a disability and do do we get do does the bowling alley have a special you know obligation to accommodate us right or do we find out that it's actually easier to have blades and like push them down and make life a little harder because hey this isn't fair where do you have the, the just the bowling versions of the blades, which are just the full blade, but with a bowling shoe on the bottom? 
<laughs> you know, and yeah, to just uns- blade sticking out of the bottom of the shoe. Well, yeah, but that, that's exactly what what I'm saying because the blade would eventually come out of the sole of the shoe, no matter what it was. And if you put something hard enough on the bottom of that shoe that a blade wouldn't come out of it, I don't want that thing on my bowling alley floor either. See? I see oh, what you're saying. Yeah, it's a, a classic um, uh, double-edged sword. Or as Norm would, Norm McDonald would call it, a, a sword. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Hmm. Good point, Norm. <laughs> yeah. How about this, uh, there, fellas? Um, weird accidental thoughts that go away right away. Like I, I had this one recently where um, I had the quick thought, like, "Oh, I have to put on the same clothes to watch this video I, I made earlier. I have to put on the same clothes I was wearing when I made the video." And then it just goes away. It's fleeting. But then you're just like, oh, wow, that was a fun one. There wasn't a reason to wear the, the same get up. <laughs> no, nope. I was just looking back on I was looking back on history. Hmm. And I had the thought of I need to put the same clothes on to like watch. Ah, uh, uh, OK. I, I thought <laughs> I thought it was for continuity. You were going to do another take or <laughs> do an introduction. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. right. That would make. That would make good sense. But this was just like, I'm going to go back and look at history. And I was like, oh, well, let me put on this same shirt. <laughs> All right. I'm kind of in. That's, yeah. you know, if it's worth doing, let's let's throw ourselves into it. It's, it's movie night. I'm going to wear the, yeah. the shirt I wore. Maybe it's a wellness program. You check in for a week. You go out into the woods <laughs> uh, to some cabin type of place. And you say, All right, any like quick accidental thoughts you have? Act on them as though they're good. And it's this experimental commune of accidental thoughts. Have you ever had a, another similar thought like that, though? Just wondering if that's a like a recurring uh, theme um, in any way. No, I don't think like that. I don't think clothing based, but just like, you know, those quick ones that are just like, oh, I need to. And then you're like, oh, that's so weird that I just had that quick thought like. Was it that a, doesn't uh, make sense. Was it like a thought in the sense of, uh, okay, yeah, oh, I have to go, uh, I have to go pick up the groceries or whatever. So like similar kind of uh, a, a, a list of things that you have to do before you can do the thing, right? So I, I want to watch that video. Oh, okay, let me quickly put on the clothes that I was wearing. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was just like right, like let me just. Let me, as as everybody does when they uh-huh. do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna get they... a drink ready. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna put on the same clothes I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what it was. It was very much that. Okay. Wow. I yeah. think I'd be worried a little bit. Or are we? Is that why you're bringing it up? You're a little worried, or? No, I thought it would be a fun. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the other day I, uh, you know, I thought it would be one of those ones that people could relate to, and like, oh yes, that happens, and here's here's one of, here's what's happening to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, it could be that too. Give me a second here. Um, yeah, <laughs> let me think of that. Something similar. Yeah, that. we could co- we could swing back to that one. Um, I admire your the, like the way you keep to a schedule. You know, you blocked it out. Uh, Right. Uh, and I can only imagine that that's part of a current of, you know, uh, goals set and uh, goals achieved. Yes. It's what we're famous for. How about this? Like, you know, companies always looking for angles to uh, get their brand out there more. Uh, let's say Aleve, the company Aleve. 
takes advantage of when in a sh- in a TV show somebody says a leave, but not the medicine. They're like, uh, mm. Deputy Johnson will be taking a leave of absence, and like a leave somehow takes advantage of that, and like you know pays them to do it in the first place, or product pops up real quick. You know, ads start invading the TV, the the TV show itself. What are we looking at here? I feel incentivized already to say I'll leave. You know, I'll leave <laughs> it up to your best judgment. <laughs> yes. Uh, or yeah. Okay. Here we go. Maybe like just like companies will pay to have their brand be like one of the character names, like mm. uh, Ty Lanall. You know, or some, you know, yeah. and it's maybe this is just subliminal stuff, I guess. The, maybe the ad doesn't pop up while it happens. Maybe they're wearing clothing that uh, advertises the product as well or yes. carrying a banner. Right. It's just it's it's like a badly edited switch for when he says Deputy Johnson is taking a leave of happens. <laughs> and like they just clip in. A the, shitty the picture of that time, guy. Yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Ibuprofen. IP Freely's little brother. Um, <laughs> you ever made any instruments? Oh. Uh, no. No? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not creative in that way uh some people do it and they come up with incredible great sounding things how about you yeah i I don't think so maybe the closest i have would be uh copying hand whistling in tune from a kid i grew up with um i don't know that's so that's not inventing it that's somebody else inventing it going back to the idea of whenever people first started coming up with things somebody did the you know blowing into your hands to whistle Mm -hmm. in what the 1400s for the first time you think yeah but they might have been thinking about it for a long time before that (laughs) yeah since the 1200s maybe (laughs) 1300s but i feel like that that long ago you couldn't whistle into your hands like that i think you just start vomiting uncontrollably by having your hands so close to your face and all the smells all over your hands and stuff oh Right. Sanitation kept music back. I think so. I, I think you were better off with, uh, you know, the hand squeaks at that point because oh, yes. you could hold those pretty far away from your face. And right, they would smell. So it was like a live action real thing. Like, hey, hey, this, <laughs> right, those were smell. those were the real farts back then. <laughs> right. Yeah, farts from your rear end were like, you know, perfume back then. Yeah, put that all over me. It's way better than the smell of my hands. Not to mention yeah. when I start doing the fart noise with my hands. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> smells even really worse. Stinking at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you want the air to sit there. You don't want to disturb it even, you know, with the expulsion of air from the clasped hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Air is only smelly when it's moving, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. It's... Thunder only happens when it's raining. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. But is the air movement? So just 
that's what the breeze was maybe doing like evolutionarily like hey just we need to let you guys know it fucking stinks in here like the, so the breeze picks up and everybody starts washing themselves uh, i'm realizing though my theory might be wrong because if there's a bad smell in a room what everybody does is open the window right <laughs> makes the air move they don't say okay everybody just stay perfectly still and that way we won't smell it <laughs> i do think it's true that you wouldn't though i think it's just not it's a failure of creativity for everybody to not just come up with the idea of standing perfectly still yeah <laughs> i just think we're we're not great at it you know we're not great at just stop everybody stop what you're doing and just relax for a second and yeah, this, the bad smells will not come. You'll just keep breathing <laughs> that same air that's already in your nostrils, you know? Yeah, a thing that just captures the most pure air and like, all right, this is the best air you can buy. Hook it to your face, keep breathing that the rest of your life. $50,000 per unit. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry, Tup got me <laughs> there because if we're breathing, we're going to be moving the air. We're going to smell it. So... Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to have to, at that point, we have to consider something like scuba gear, like an oxygen tank or something. Um, I see what you're saying. But, but if it's like a, a gas mask, you know, kind of idea, then now we don't care about the bad smell in the first place. So, oh. yeah. Right. And that, in which case, might as well run around in circles. Bingo. You know, getting that air moving. Yeah. yeah. Get that air cooking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th I feel like this is the type of problem that uh, Pete would solve by, you know, everybody just has your nose removed and then you can't. <laughs> but uh, I do wonder, like back then, when everybody smelled so bad and everything smelled so bad in, in, the, uh, in the olden days, were there any strategies to deal with the bad smells? Like, like, did they have makeshift nose clips that they just wore all the time or stuff that they shoved up their nose? Uh, was there anything going on to deal with this? Or was that just, you know, delicious? You know, just great, great smelling, horrible filth, you know? Yeah, well, maybe we were evolutionarily a little different and it was more like, you know, dogs or something where they, they, they aren't interested in what we would think of as how attractive is the smell. They just experience the intensity, you know, the flavor of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Just general strong and not strong, but not good or bad. Just this smells strong. I'm not saying it's negative. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just experience. extreme in that one way. It's an experience. Very well said. Yeah. We're living here, everybody. Yes, it smells strongly. Uh, you know, it only smells poorly. Is this a is this an attitude thing? Is that what we're really getting at? Well, I think right. so. I think, you know, we, we do all this judging, good or bad. Uh, you know, I like it. I don't like it. But here, you know, it could just be uh, how different does this smell from the absence of an odor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, just, all right, fine. Let's let's set the record straight. You know, and you have somebody live in their apartment with, like, big pile of dog poop. Like, change your attitude about this. <laughs> you know, this smells good. There are some people who have to smell twice as much if, as this. If, if you wanted to make this smell, you, you couldn't do it. It took me a long time, and it's particular <laughs> to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Spin it like art, you know? Yeah. I bet some appreciation of what right. it took to make this smell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Uh, judging, like, contests. Like, who can make the smelliest thing? Just a weird, like, farmer town uh, activity. The smell right. bad competition. A chili cook-off kind of thing is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Good place right. to take a date. <laughs> He's, yeah. uh, the thing with dog smelling is from from my perspective is like they smell they, their nose is like 10,000 times stronger better than ours or something like that but they still really jam their nose into stuff to smell it <laughs> you know right. what's going on with that like well, it's their satiability factor like yeah they're good at it but what good is that when they're completely insatiable that's right. They can't. They can't get enough of the smell. Like you could. You didn't have to even get put your face into that urine that you're that you're down on the ground smelling <laughs> that like that. You could smell that from way you know all the way up the street. Right. Did dogs copy that off of like humans? Like were humans ever doing that? And dogs saw it, and then like humans were like, "All right, well, we realize there's no need to do that," and dogs never picked up on it. Uh, I think if I were a dog. Uh, I would think it was cool to, you know, be some ways away. And I don't need all the detail on this. I don't have to be so eager. You know, I, ah. I got the gist of it from back here. Right. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And like just putting your nose all the way into the, the piss and stuff like that. Like, and now, now that's going to screw you up. You're going to be smelling that piss for, and it's going to be 10,000 times magnified piss smell. It's in your nose now. It's in your nostrils. What are you doing? Right. Take 10 steps back. Yeah, I wonder if there's like some sweet spot where dogs don't know. It actually, you'd be able to smell it better if you were one inch away, but they just haven't evolved to know that yet, so they still shove their face in it. Yeah. Or an agnosia where they don't know how long their face is. <laughs> 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 an ag agnosia yeah yeah it could be a depth perception issue you you bring up a good point yeah i like the i think tup said agnosia a few episodes ago and i haven't been able to stop thinking about it <laughs> it's it's a new word to me you know for other listeners who might be in the dark like me could you uh shed a little light well that's the thing i don't know that i can i think i just take it how i think it mean take whoa Take it to mean what I think it does. Run with it for a while. See if I encounter anybody who gives me any sideways looks. That's mm -hmm. my, you know, roundabout, am I using this word correctly, test. Uh, but I want to say it's a uh, disconnect between uh, you and your brain. No, something where, like, um, I can't, let's say I can't... Uh, I can't interpret patterns. Like I, I look at Plaid, I look at uh, Paisley, and it all looks the same to me. I have a uh, visual agnosia of sorts, maybe. I see. Okay. That sound right? I could possibly be in the market for a word like that. I might need to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have too much to add. Yeah, I think it's it's basically uh, not being able to identify objects or people or other sensations in order to recognize things so yeah it, i think it's you know it's an oliver Sacks type uh situation the man who mistook his wife for a hat 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is I think where, if you're familiar with uh, with that, the guy who you're yeah. familiar with the hat. <laughs> this hat did look exactly like her in the, in the hat <laughs> I'm having a temporary agnosia with regard to uh, ever having heard of this okay yeah I, and I don't know if that's the correct usage of the term uh, but uh, the, the term ever um, okay. but, but face yeah. blindness is one of the greatest of all time I think it, that and the Alex Honnold 60 Minutes are the two finest uh, clips of television history. Um, people can't recognize people they see every day. That is so fascinating. Right. Yeah. No the, in, the, in the man who mistook his wife for a hat, there's like these people who have these different types of agnosias, like they could describe to you in vivid detail, like the, the nature of a rose you know, but they couldn't tell you what it, what's called. You know, it's a flat. It's it's a and I, they wouldn't even say a flower. They'd say it's got a bunch of different shapes. It's red and it's got a green, long green thing underneath. And it's like you're talking about a rose, and they're like, yeah, sure, yeah, rose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why waste time giving it a name? I just told you what it was. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that a? That's almost savantism, huh? It it almost is. Yeah. Yeah, genius in one area. Genius in another. That's when it's just a savant. Like, and I, I don't think you say that other word in front of it anymore. That was that was not a kind uh, term for some great people. Yeah, yeah. I think there's still different types of savants, like loser savant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, rich savant. There's lots of different types of them, but you don't. There's no more idiot savants. You're right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that was yeah. not nice. Uh, Normal savant. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah. what happened to the man who mistook his wife for a hat? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's much of a story to it. There was a particular guy that Oliver Sacks studied who had a really bad case of visual agnosia and uh, just just couldn't recognize his own wife and uh, you know frequently would uh, talk to this hat on a hat rack mm. and, and thinking it was his wife and uh not just talk to it if you know what i mean um, <laughs> the wife was standing behind it like <laughs> <laughs> doing the voice <laughs> <laughs> moving the moving the hat around it, like <laughs> it might have been her hat she might have been concerned about like i'm gonna wear that later <laughs> right she might have been wearing it when he was talking. He was just talking to her. Yeah, he missed. <laughs> like she was wearing the hat. It's not that bad of a miss, everybody. Right. <laughs> but he thought the hat was her entire body. You know. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some real agnosia. If you can't even make out that they're completely different sizes, oh, sizal agnosia. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, if rats just looked like huge, you know terrifying things yes mm-hmm. rodents r-o-u-s's or whatever yeah, yeah rodents of unusual size yeah yeah sizal agnosia i like that what's the real good term for sizal um seismic yes. no seismic um, proportions maybe proportion you know proportional agnosia or something like that okay or, yeah 
meter might be a word we would use. That, that, you know, spatial. Can... What about spatial agnosia? Ooh, oh, that I like. Spaceman. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. I like that. I like the spaceman. Uh, any song ideas for Halloween floating around out there? I uh, I was thinking, what if you know the the age old cliche of um, you know. Women dress suggestively on uh, Thanksgiving or on <laughs> on Thanksgiving. That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> on, on Halloween. And you're having um, time, Pete. <laughs> and this song is uh, an appropriate way to say uh, you look quite beautiful in your Halloween costume, Miss. Okay. Or do we take a few more years off while we set things on a better path? I thought we just, you know. Uh include a section about men in there too and then it's fine okay right men you also uh look quite beautiful in your halloween costume which is probably yep. like a sports jersey and a catcher's mask or something <laughs> yeah yeah do you have a uh halloween costume that sticks out uh what do you call it? a registered sex offender <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Oh, that's you know, a good one. And like you, you take it really seriously. You're really into Halloween. So you actually got on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you're not, I think it's going to trick or treat. I'm what are you? I'm a registered sex offender. It's, it's if you're an adult doing it, I think grown person. Can you be a registered sex offender as a minor? <laughs> oh, mm. interesting. You can Probably. be a sex offender, but I don't think they'll let you register. Mm. Yeah, you got to be 18 for that. <laughs> I, was, I remember really looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Halloween costumes that are so good, everybody forgets, and they just go on living their life as that character. They, uh, they, I feel like they stopped doing so many two-man costumes, and I think they, they got to bring back, you know, they, they came up with horse the two-man horse costume the, with the front and the back, and then they just gave up. Right. They didn't do. There hasn't been an, a single other two-man costume, right? Laurel that and I Hardy. know of. Right, Laurel and Hardy would be. <laughs> just, a, they're just connected for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, two guys just. You could like custom design your costume with our company. We'll have two guys take your pick of any people in the world. We'll sew them together and send you. You and your friend can go as uh, George Clooney and um, and uh, R. Kelly. One, one other actor, R. Kelly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, tied. You know, attached at the hip, and then it says like best friends across the. You know, just weird, weird custom costume company, all based oh, around two man, two man outfits. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Completely ruining the point of the two-man costume just <laughs> by <laughs> being two obviously completely separate costumes that are just attached for no reason kind of, kind at of all. seems like something parents would do to get out of buying a second costume. Here, kids, you know, you're going to be whoever and whoever this year because we all had to buy the one. Right. Yeah, right. that's true. Why yeah. are we stuck together? <laughs> safer that way i think too for the you know send your kid because you you know it's always like a slightly older kid and you're trying to force the slightly older kid to not run off and stay with the mm. the younger kid so you just glue them together <laughs> you just the costume just comes with 
regular Elmer's glue. We suggest you gluing the, the sides together. Uh, I'm having thoughts about ventilation again and what it's going to smell like inside this costume with, you know, my brother or coworker. <laughs> right. <laughs> I assume Laurel would smell fine, but yeah, you don't want to be in, stuck inside Hardy after a long night oh, trick or treating, yes. I don't think. Right. Oh, that'd be another area of like really authentic costumes where this is the exact smell from Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> and the costume looks nothing like him. Yeah, but you wouldn't need it. That's not really the point. <laughs> And we'll know by the smell of the Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're on something like the reverse of agnosia, right? Because we're we're gonna say that our whole emphasis, right? Don't look at what I'm wearing on Halloween. Smell me. <laughs> yes, it's a smell costume. You know, it's like yeah. the opposite of smell blindness. Smelloween. <laughs> ah, smelloween. Yeah, Boy. you only do smell based costumes. We're having a smelloween party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll invite all the people from the uh from the country fair who had the smell based contest. I, I really like your costume, but is that pickles or old people? <laughs> Are you pickles or old people? <laughs> It's yeah. what we're famous for. You want to throw something out, Tom, or uh, I can just start us off? Yeah, go for it, Pete. Okay, cool. Oh, what what, what are we doing, uh, Tom, Tommy, Thomas? What's All of them preference? are good. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Okay. No, no preference whatsoever. I, I'm yeah. I'm totally agnostic about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, all right. All right. Welcome back to the uh, special uh, Brushy One String dedication episode. Ah, yes. Yeah. You know old Brushy, uh, Tommy? Uh, Appalachian uh, or the one from Nevada? I'm not sure where he's from. Okay, no, I never heard of him. I'm sorry. No, no worries. (laughs) What he's done is basically just retrieved a guitar off you know, I think somebody left it outside to throw it away. There was one string on it, and he plays one string, like, you know, and, like, does percussion and stuff. And, uh, you know, the internet got a hold of one of his songs called Chicken in the Corn. And um, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, where else, what other instrument should we strip down to one single thing about it and write great songs around? Mm, a one valve trumpet is mm, more like a bugle <laughs> oh yeah how much ground can you cover with just one button well it's uh <laughs> is that a real question yeah. <laughs> can you just go up and down like <laughs> just between well, no, two notes it, no, you, you're going through the overtone series which okay. is generated anytime you blow into an open length of tube uh, and, uh, so w- what is it? I think, uh, let's see on a trumpet. What do you have? You get your fundamental and then up a major third and then up a minor third from that. And then up a major third from that. And then a minor third. And then it goes to a perfect fourth and on trumpet, then up above that, you can start to get, uh, 
this in between smaller intervals. Okay. Uh, but and then it's all that times two. If you have a valve, it's just, just putting another bugle next to your first bugle that's in a different key. I got so you. And you is, can go between yeah, the overtone series from two different fundamentals at that point. Okay. And is is the trumpet uh, fretless in the way that a fretless bass is, where like you can hit every note that it like that the spring loaded piece of equipment will allow? No. No, no, only only the trombone uh, is like that. The rest okay. are uh, sort of quantized, and depending on uh, you know how how well the thing was designed or how good the concept is, uh, a lot of things are naturally out of tune on any kind of uh, wind instrument. Like the slot for the note might not be exactly right. You have to poke out this valve to get that note. And uh, not valve uh, slide to get a certain note in tune. So I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's better. what the show Quantum Leap was about. Yeah, the quantized <laughs> valves. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they, of the trumpet. He had that little <laughs> handheld computer, but basically things were still <laughs> out of tune. <laughs> yeah, he was just traveling through history, <laughs> fixing people's trumpets. <laughs> the quantum leap guy was you think there's a sad st- i mean brushy one string is a jamaican guy okay um but now i wonder like if this is going to be one of those classic stories of like your greatest triumph becomes your <laughs> greatest weakness and like now that this guy's gotten rich from everybody knowing who he is on the internet he goes and, of course, makes the fatal mistake of getting the rest of the strings for his guitar. <laughs> right. I, I, I was going to suggest we do a GoFundMe and try to raise some money to get the five other strings. <laughs> right. Ruin his career that way. I think this guy's a millionaire now. I mean, it, you know, he's a millionaire in terms of like the Internet. But does any of that money get mailed over to Jamaica? I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> and, and and even so, did he have the idea, should I get the other five strings? Maybe it didn't occur to him. Right. Yeah. He might have just been a rich guy who was like, man, this is, I'm really jamming. Like, I, I, I wasn't good at keeping up on the strings, and I'm down to one, and uh, boy, do I love music still. And let's see what we got here. Oh, percussion. Okay, look. Look how fast I'm sliding up and down. I can write a nice melody. And, uh... Right, that is a your greatest weakness being your greatest triumph. You know, I'm down to no strings, and here I am, uh, chicken in the corn, and the corn came wrong, mama. I mean, yeah, he is jamming his ass off. He is, yeah. And I, I gotta side with uh, Brushy on this. I don't like restringing guitars at all. That's why I I do wait until you uh, show up, and and then uh, you know get you to restring my guitar for me but it's not a it's not something i enjoy doing at all any therapy in that for you tom any therapy in string changing no i I don't like it uh and i don't do it uh with great frequency either uh yeah i'm a dead string playing guy in many ways uh you know (laughs) for the reason that brushy might have been a one string guy didn't uh didn't feel like putting any strings on there right but there is such character in some old clanky strings yeah i think they feel terrible though i i i see i'm like a bad uh lazy guy because i actually really hate playing 
old strings. <laughs> and I have all of my guitars right now just have horrible old rusty strings on all of them. And I just want to change them so bad, but I just quit. I'll just quit playing well, <laughs> until someone changes them. <laughs> I, I have a memory of you as being kind of a, a, a funky fingered man. You know, like if Tup's going to play your guitar, his hands will, you know, I, I'm not, you, you have left. No, no. Yeah. Like I think residue. my fingers are, what's that? You, you you will have left some residue on the strings, you know. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. said he's a bit of a Jew. No, no, no. That's the <laughs> last thing that. I ever think about you. Uh, and, and to a fault. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and to a fault. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I think it is my it is the fault of my fingers, and uh, yeah, they do. It just ruins these guitars, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not doing anything about this. New, yeah. buy, buy, try. I'll sooner buy a new guitar off the internet. I think <laughs> if it says in the listing, it it comes with fresh strings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, br- brushy one uh, piano key. Mm-hmm. Uh, brushy one juice harp it, i think that's the innovation would be to play more than one juice harp at a time <laughs> oh yeah right uh, brushy for uh what's the word juice harp yeah i believe so i think uh yeah. i think you're allowed to do that i, I think that's what's called <laughs> you're allowed to do that you're not allowed to say it you're allowed to play them though <laughs> you can think it yes you can uh you can <laughs> throw a whole cocktail party where you decide whether or not you're allowed to say it. And in that meeting, you're allowed to say it because we haven't yet decided. At the end, going forward, let's raise our glass to one more time saying it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're probably going to have to write it down in the invitation, too, because otherwise people don't know what the dinner party is for. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. More dinner party. A dinner party social group. Um, where you all get together and you vote on which movie is going to be playing in the background of next week's uh, social Mm. cocktail party Mm. movie on event. War (laughs) games. War games. Something from the 80s, I think. I'm going with that. Yeah, big overdone planning cocktail parties. That's better than the final thing you're even planning for. It's... A suggestion that you want us to kind of, uh, give you some feedback on? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think I I think the inflection was like I was just taking a break. So would you guys, would you guys, hang on a second while I'm still thinking of uh, the rest I wanted to say here. Um, while you're thinking about that, please. I did, I did. Uh, I was just curious if you actually can just call it a Jews harp. Um, mm-hmm. So I looked up Jews harp, right? And uh but you got all kinds of wild stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff I can't even say on the podcast that I got when I looked that up, but uh the actual instrument itself has so many different names. Uh Jews harp is definitely the best name, I think. Um but they also call it a jaw harp as you guys know. Um but it's also called a vargan a mouth harp, a gugaw, a goombard, a comus, an Ozark harp, a Galician harp. 
Some of these sound like really great names. Uh, Tup, you already named the twins, or you, maybe there's some <laughs> flexibility there? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been saying the whole time, those names are just complete placeholders. Like, <laughs> change, change them whenever we want, whenever they want, and then, yeah, back to whatever we want, probably. If yeah, they, well, I don't like. Yeah, you can refer to them however you want. That's not really their call, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I was, what if you name the kid, have the, the middle name be one of the nicknames for the first name? You know, so you're, you're already presenting nickname options to everybody. Okay. You know? But, sure, like if your name was Peter Pete Muth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Charles Chuck okay. Johnson. Okay, yeah. That's good. I'm a yeah. Thomas and a Tom and everything, but uh I I tend to sometimes refer to myself as Tim. You know, when Tim I'm with talking an to myself. Yeah. So, you know, for fun? Thomas quote Tim. Yeah, I think it started <laughs> I was working retail and it was uh when I had to put my schedule into the calendar. I so didn't want to do it that it felt better instead of saying this is when Tom has to work. It was like, yeah, and then Timmy's going to come into work on Friday night, six to midnight. Oh, I like that. I think that's yeah. probably some like good, healthy separating out stuff. You know, like, oh, it's just some other guy, Tim, going to work. It's not me. Yeah, well. Right, some good, healthy, weird dissociative disorder. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I, I liked it so much that I thought, hey, you know, it's all... It's only one letter difference. And so I asked people, you know, at work to call me Todd. <laughs> Still <laughs> one letter away. But I hated it from the very first time. I hated it so much. I had that like playground fear of what if people keep calling me Todd? You know, I have to <laughs> somehow say I don't like this, but I can't say it so strongly that it and, you know, makes a nickname stick. <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute so you put yourself on the schedule as tim but then you had everybody calling you todd so then they were like who's supposed to be working right now exactly. tim <laughs> oh okay timmy's well, at lunch i've never seen him in the same place with todd <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant todd didn't and then, stick, so I, but now i'm worried about you guys you might start calling me todd because you know i Oh, I really didn't like it. Did not like that. Okay. But how how did you wind up getting out of Todd? It just didn't stick. It, didn't it naturally stick. didn't stick. Yeah. I like to okay. think I, I played it off right. You know, just like, ah, Todd, that's not as interesting. Wait, everybody went back to calling you Tim or what? What did Timmy. they go back to calling you? Yeah. Timmy. Okay. And Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> More sympathetic. You know, and what, what the fuck does Kim? Uh, I'm sorry. What does Timmy care about what he's going to do on Friday night. He might as well work at the retail store yeah. and the mall. You know, okay. he's happy. Yeah. He's dumb, but he's happy. Yeah. Right. Well, Timmy. Did Todd turn out to be short for anything, or Todd's just an already shortened name? Mm, Toddifer? Right. No. Um, Todd's he's short for something. Uh, What's your name if they're calling you Tad? Oh, is that a Theodore? I think in that case, your name is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. Oh, that's huh. good. Right. Just 
changed well, yeah, the wrong thing to make it a nickname. Like my name's Mar- Pat, but people call me Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd. Todd might not. Todd might just be Todd, which that is yeah. that is a bad name then if it's not sure for something. Sweeney Todd Lincoln. Did who was that? Not, uh, who was Abraham Lincoln's wife? Mary Todd <laughs> Abraham. Oh, oh right. Oh yeah, Mary. Ma- Todd. Mary Todd yeah. Lincoln, right? And yeah. his son yeah. was was Todd. Sweeney Todd's brother. We all know that. Yeah. So maybe Todd was a family name, and and so Tad, short for Todd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they renamed the guy who uh, shot him. Yeah, well, I think Tad was already dead. I think Tad, Tad died, and Mary Todd uh, had unspeakable grief that was, uh, uh, well, didn't get a lot of great press. Uh, yeah, she yeah. came off in the movie as just being really annoying. <laughs> I just read a defense of her, and it was saying, uh, you know, it was about grief. And uh, yeah. the different standards for grief and how Abraham Lincoln was not thought to be crazy because he just liked to sit around and write speeches and stuff while he was mourning. But, you know, uh, Mary Todd, apparently she pulled all the hair out of her scalp and, uh, you know, did some other, you know, s- stuff you don't do unless you're uh, really grieving. Shaped the hair into letters and uh, wrote something. Or, or you have... Uh trichotillomania which is what uh the disorder that causes you to pull your hair out hmm. oh man so wow. maybe she just had a bad case of that and she wasn't even upset <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah i'm yeah. fine i just have this disorder like i'm, I'm perfectly fine it's <laughs> it a was disorder an episode it. yeah oh, okay yeah. it wasn't something she did throughout her life all right then yeah maybe she was upset it was periodic okay if yeah, it was leave Mary Todd alone. Then, the the Britney equivalent when Britney ripped all her or shaved her hair, you know, Mary yeah. Todd, leave Mary Todd alone. That 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 YouTube guy. Uh, let's see what else we have here. All right, so down the line here, cartoons, CGI, claymation, real actors, construction paper. What haven't we done? Like as far as making a TV show with objects that are appearing to be speaking, mm. um, you know? Yeah. There was that famous cartoon, Assy McGee, where it was an ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's though. great. That's fantastic. That, that was a show. Was that... He was a cop. He, he had a holster on with pistols. <laughs> He was a cop. <laughs> this is true. This, I'm, oh, I'm not making this up. I wish I was just having a great idea, but no, Asim McGee was a real show. It was a cop show. <laughs> it was a cop show. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cop show first. You know, yeah, it just right. happened to be an ass yeah. who who played the role of the main character. Yeah, it was the classic cop show. Yeah, he was a tough guy. Okay, yeah. Did they throw a face on the ass? Or was it just uh No. You know, let the ass do the talking. No, it was just it was just an ass <laughs> it was an ass and legs with uh this uh holster. Uh and he would walk around and you know, it would just you'd be seeing him and he'd be talking. I, I don't know if he moved <laughs> a little bit to tell you he's talking, but I think he he stood perfectly still. And then the Some other, other guy would show up, 
you're like, he's talking right now. What he's saying is roughly the following. <laughs> I am a cop and I'm an ass and I'm here to arrest Oh, so it you. wasn't even the asshole as the mouth? No, no. It was just a pair of butt cheeks. Yeah. With legs sticking out <laughs> with the holsters. And I think he had like a real tough guy, gravelly voice. It, it was okay. it was a serious show. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, the only joke that I remember was that instead <laughs> it, it was an ass as the main character. <laughs> Dead serious drama. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. I really like that. That's good. You, just stick with one joke. Yeah, don't try to like hit us over the head with constant jokes. You know, like just there's one joke. It's an ass. The rest of it. Dead serious. The rest of it. When I want to hear that joke, I watch that show, but I know what I'm getting. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a otherwise, cop show. It's otherwise just Law and Order episodes, word for word, like shittily dubbed off the TV, and then just that one, uh, one slight difference. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that the plots and the crimes were um, kind of geared towards giving Assy a, a ridiculous um, physical thing that he had to do. You know, okay. how's Assy gonna, you know, jump into the helicopter or, uh, you know, stop okay, the yeah. whatever? Yeah, I think I think so. They 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 might have played up that guy. How's he ever gonna take right, a shit? We need to. <laughs> 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 right. The only way to solve this crime is to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all just problems that shit solves. <laughs> Man, he really keeps lucking out. Hey, there's no fertilizer over here at the flower store. Send the cops. <laughs> Assy McGee. Assy McGee. Okay. All right. Welcome aboard, Assy. Um, Pro- probably really pigeonholed in his later acting work. Right. Uh, yeah. We can't put an ass in this show. Right. Mm-hmm. Assy, you, you read just great for it, but... Uh. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Is a box just a dresser where a dress, a portable dresser? Okay, yeah. Box is a portable dresser. No need to say much more. This That sounded like a song. Because, like, here's the intro, and you're always saying something like, no need to say much more. Well, uh, but I'm about to. Here comes a song about a box being like a dresser. <laughs> Here comes an extensive song. Seven <laughs> verses. <laughs> but I prefaced it, yeah. Oh, man. That's a nice one. What is that, country? Or kind of like Americana? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I could I could see it going a number of ways. Americana is a good call. Uh, but, uh, like, how about a uh, romantic art song? Like, uh, you know, okay. there's some German word. But I think some uh, we want something weighty with a topic right. like this. Okay. It could be a refrigerator box with a refrigerator in it. Mm. It could be a person who lives in the uh, appliance box. You know, oh, there we go. Act yeah. like the uh, appliance that used to live there. It could be a box that wants acceptance of the person that lives in the box. A benevolent okay. box that talks. Right. <laughs> right. All I've ever been treated as is this thing that covers something else i'm more than a cover i'm an original cover in that way i'm not just a cover i'm an original put a cover on me 
Put a cover, cover my stuff. I have great stuff. Look at all this stuff on this box. Plus, I wrote this great yeah. song. Do you guys have a moment? Because <laughs> if you put a box around me, now I'm the thing inside the box that everybody oh, wants. Oh, shit. Right. You know? I'm not the box. I'm not the box. The box is around me. I'm someone else. Wow. I Man, I, I, I think we're making money here. <laughs> Look out, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Put me inside a box so I won't be a box anymore. I'll be a thing, not just, just a, a box. box. I'll be the thing that you want when you come home and open me up, but not me, <laughs> the box. Oh, yes, sir. And then the guy inside the box kills himself. <laughs> I've always just thought of you as a friend. Box or not, you are my friend. <laughs> yeah. Friend is good. I was thinking for maybe maybe they should there should be a romantic interest, but I think friend is it's more noble. Well, friend in the first yeah, act, nice. and then he he gets a little more comfortable. He's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta take a crack at this thing here. I gotta yeah. see what I can do, and then pretend uh, to not be that upset if it doesn't happen. But I gotta, I gotta try it out here. A box is just a dresser made of wood, after all, because <laughs> <laughs> all boxes are made out of wood. That's... Oh, and all dresses are not. Yeah, right. All dresses are made out of boxes. Yeah. Well, that's true. So a box no, is just a dresser made of wood. What do you think? <laughs> yes. I think, what uh, what are we going to instead of paper boxes? Paper boxes are, are not going to be good for the environment. Plastic. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. No. I think paper boxes are good to go. Paper boxes are okay with me. That's another good song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's out there calling them paper boxes, though. I don't know. Cardboard boxes. Paper boxes are okay with me. Paper boxes are okay with me. Cardboard. The cardboard lobby. Yeah, I feel like the world the world over. The world round? The world go round? What am I saying? The world over? Is that what it is? Sure. Yeah, the world turns over. The world turns over. Nobody's calling them paper boxes, I don't think. Paper box. I'm just, I'm nothing but a paper box. I'm nothing but an old paper box. Would I say that in a restaurant? Like, I didn't finish this. Could I get a paper box to go? Oh, there we go. I mean, because there I might want to specify, I don't want a cardboard box. That would be ridiculous. Right. I see what you're saying. A paper Uh, box. But what you're doing is using it to distinguish from what I think Pete really means, which is a cardboard box. (laughs) Right. So you're you're using you're only using the term paper box to. But you know what saying paper box does? Paper box adds a level of this is from a long time ago because we don't even know what they're talking about. And so you're singing about I'm nothing but an old paper box. They're like, oh, just by right. virtue of the fact that we don't know what he's talking about. He must have soul. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about a box. It's made out of cardboard that's filled with paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see right through this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> get up pretty early in the morning, even though it's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. We never even slept back then. Sleeping didn't come around until the 1800s. We thought it was unhealthy. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. How are you supposed immoral. to accomplish anything? Yeah. Immoral. Oh, there yeah. probably was a big group who would like go around and find people sleeping and burn them at the stake. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, <laughs> sleeping during a, a church service or religious you know, ceremony might wow. be, you know, people might have a problem with that. I know I would. Sleeping during a stake burning service. <laughs> yeah, is there any conspiracy theory that like the big steak companies were the ones creating like all the witch hysteria and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, big steak. Mm, that <laughs> yeah. lobby, yeah, they 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 wield a lot of influence and power. It could have just all secretly been, yeah, the big steak companies just oh, you know, Joan of Arc, she's terrible, whatever. <laughs> Whoever yeah. else was burned at the stake. You know, it's uh, uh, it's like those guys, the uh, car repair dudes in who just would go around slashing tires, the tire oh, repair yeah. guys, right? The tire brothers, paint salesman who goes around graffitiing everything so we can sell more paint to cover it up. Yes, it's the same thing. The big yeah. state companies. I mean, I I can't believe they're taught. There's all these theories about, you know, uh, hallucinogens in the in the bread and stuff like that. I think just the, the state companies that is to blame yeah the steak companies added the out of the hallucinogens yeah rotted wood <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah just, yeah laced up laced all their steaks with hallucinogens so every time somebody burned somebody else at the stake they just made them go crazy and want to burn more people at the stake you think that they're right. witches yeah oh specific yeah. task hallucinogenic additives mm-hmm. this one's gonna make i concocted this one in my lab this one's going to make them all think what we're doing is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to make them all smell blind. <laughs> right. They're not going to be able to smell the guy burning. Mm-mm. They're going to have an agnosia from it. <laughs> I thought you meant it's going to make them all smell like they're blind people. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make them all smell blind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I sat next to this guy on the bus. He smelled so blind. I couldn't wait to get off of there. Oof. <laughs> you know, I, I like blind people. Some of my best friends are blind people, but if they could keep that smell behind closed doors, you know, whatever, whatever they want to smell yeah. like at home is fine with me, but you know, out in public, if they could smell sighted. I actually don't mind the smell. I've, yeah, I feel like I've always liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, in case this is it, thanks for being on the podcast, Tommy. This was a blast. I had a blast, uh, you know, and I didn't expect to. I was stressed out about it, but uh, you oh. guys were very welcoming. and uh, thank so, you so sorry much. to add any stress to your life, but please come back and do it with us again. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, come back to it again because I don't think we're gonna be able to use any of this. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this is a good warm up, and next time, yeah, I'll be on it. Um, but thanks so much. Thank you, man. It's what we're.